Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is the man whose favourite spell is Animaeus Begonus. It's Will. How are you this week, Will? I'm very well, thank you, but that is completely inappropriate. I am all for the anime. Big up the anime, bring on the anime, that's what I say. It's my uh, it's my motto of life. All animes, please, all day. You've been saying that for years. Uh, it's true. I can attest for that. You've, you've watched every show. This is just to humor me. And uh, you're, you're putting on an excellent act as, the, all as the anime novice. <laughs> what do we do here, Will? Uh, okay. Yeah. So this is the show where we do three of three. We, uh, Sam gives us a brand new anime very uh, generously. And we, as a complete novice, watch those first three episodes. And that's all we watch. And then we come together and we discuss and we decide whether it is a good enough gateway show to show to an absolute noob and um, allow into the anniverse, the anniverse, the wonderful world, the wonderful universe that um, exists primarily to um, feed mine and Sam's habit of talking to each other about nonsense exactly and may someday become a handy go-to recommendations list for novices the world <laughs> over it's going to be a one uh, it's going to be a one-page pdf um that we can just <laughs> hand out at comic-con and stuff to uh any likely would-be fans um yeah this week sam we are looking at the um uh, the harry potter spoof which is little witch academia Yes, this week we are watching Little Witch Academia, the 2017 anime by Studio Trigger, one of my favourite studios of all time. The guys who brought you Gurren Lagann, the guys who brought you Kill la Kill, and now they're bringing us magical girls riding on broomsticks. Now, there's a bit of a storied history here with Little Witch Academia because it started its life as a short anime film running in at only 26 minutes uh, back in 2013. So just after Studio Trigger had uh, founded itself, mm. um, it and it was so popular that it ended up spawning a second anime film running a bit longer, just under an hour, uh, which takes place in a kind of parallel world. They these two films were a kind of proof of concept uh, for Little Witch Academia, and a lot of the trappings, the the animation style, the characters, um, and the world carried over into this series, uh, which ran for 25 episodes is it just the one series yes it is just the one series i'm afraid but the fact that the original ova films exist means that you can go and still experience another form of uh this world yeah for for 26 minutes and an hour but yeah Yeah. okay oh wow okay so that sounds really interesting sam i'm glad it's got you've got a bit of rich history there uh to for our listeners if you didn't know that um, so if you didn't know, Sam is our, um, on show historian and, um, fact checker. He'll, uh, he'll, any questions, just <laughs> send them in and, uh, Sam will be able to give you an update, uh, next episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll check the archives. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm so excited to talk about this show. I, uh, awesome. I, w- I went into this, um, thinking, oh, it's going to be, it's magic. I can see wands. I can see witches. I can see, Ah, oh, it's just gonna, it's high mm-hmm. school, but in Hogwarts, it's gonna be Hogwarts, but funkier. Uh, it's gonna be fast paced. It's gonna be Hogwarts, but fungier. Fungi, fungi. Very good. Ah, there is some mm-hmm. fungi in these, uh, mm-hmm. first three episodes. Um, yeah, it's gonna have all the usual tropes of high school drama, kids overcoming fears. Uh, oh, it's gonna be real, 
uh, uplifting. I'm going to love it. And uh, uh, yeah, I was really excited coming into this. It's great. I was waiting for the drop. I was waiting for the drop of, and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm glad that you're so excited about it all. Um, what were, for people who maybe haven't seen it, uh, the general beats of these three episodes? Okay, so there's this girl, Akko, and she is a big fan of the magical girls and she's got this hero who we we sort of get drips and dribs and drabs about as we go through these first three episodes chariot i think her name is and shiny chariot shiny chariot with her shiny rod and um Ooh. she uh, wants to go and become a witch uh, but she's from a non-witching family but apparently she is still a witch so that's i guess that's a good coincidence that the one who the little girl who wants to become a witch actually is a witch um mm. and uh, i think in this world it's a bit different that um because anyone can anybody be a can be a, uh, yeah because we find out th- throughout the episodes that there's the philosopher's stone potter parallel number two um <laughs> that <laughs> uh, provides a lot of magical power to um witches and wizards so i think anybody can be uh, and right. akko is decidedly from japan as well she's like her full name is like I don't know. I'll, <laughs> Good. I'll put I'll put it in post. Um, <laughs> her full name is it's Atsuko Kagari past Sam, you bloody idiot. Um nice. and she's from and we see that she grows up in Japan and then comes across to England to study here. So she's specifically coming to this English uh wizarding school. Right, okay. Okay, that makes more sense. So she is, um, she wants to become a witch and she goes and this elite school accepts her for some reason. And we get a shot at lots of uh, different characters in the first few episodes who some become friends, some become frenemies, some become just plain bitch faces. And um, <laughs> that sh- it's basically her journey through this wizarding school. It's, a, you know, imagine Hogwarts, but um, funkier. And uh yeah. That's that, that's basically what we do, what we get, and there's brooms and stuff. Yeah, it's 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 a kind of, and I like the choice of the show to not go. Ah, oh, here's this big overarching plot right from the get go. We we spend time with the characters in downtime and just day to day slice of life stuff. Yeah, uh, within this wizarding school, which is really nice. Um, you mentioned that we see a lot of characters, um, over the course of these first few episodes, and I want your opinions on kind of the core cast of course they, we have our three main best girls which is of course Akko, Susie and Amanda yeah so there's um not Lotte the, I hate Lotte uh, which one's Lotte oh exactly right, right okay oh yeah the the ginger Ron Weasley yeah um if you can't remember who who that person is then she's not a good character so she doesn't get to be in that, the core trio yeah so, I mean when I when I first met her that was she was yeah, she she reminded me of um, Neville Longbottom. So she's the Neville, the Neville of the uh, story. The uh, and <laughs> we've got, C- what did you say, Cissé? Susie. Susie. Uh, she's referred to as bitch face throughout all of these because she's just got resting bitch face throughout everything. I love her. Um, she has got such the I am done with this vibe. Yeah, a little bit too much though. I mean, she definitely tries to, kill them at some point oh no she actively tries to kill people yeah um, and i don't really get her who she is or what role she where, where she come from like she's just come to this school um mm. she's already pretty damn competent at everything so she's yeah has she gone to another school first and learned all this is she trained I think it's like she's from a witching family yeah but like 
she, so she'd been taught some stuff, right? Well, yeah, but like she doesn't even want to be at the school. She says like she was planning on leaving, like straight I just away came for the poison. <laughs> she just came for the poison. So how did she get in? Like, if this is an elite school that you know goes through some quite strict criteria to let you in, why the hell is she in there? And I don't know. Ah, uh, but now, mate, they're accepting commoners now. So uh, yes, so they've not, they're running out of money, so they've got to let anybody in just to keep the doors open. Yeah, so we, as we find out from the. Handy exposition witches in episode one. <laughs> yeah, the Slytherins, the purebloods. Um, they're not. They're, they're not happy about the uh, mudbloods coming in. Um, they're, they're just not witches, are they? Which, again, going off what you've just said, that anyone can be a witch. How does that work? I guess there will have been original witches who yeah. generations, and I guess the families will keep passing down particular spells and study from birth whereas in cases like Akko where she just wants to become a witch she has to and and that's the that I quite like that about her character as well is that she is our point of view character in that she has this fascination and amazement with magic yeah. but she can't perform it to save her life and yeah. as she learns about the world that she wants to inhabit we learn alongside her does it does it work Sorry, does it does it work both ways? So, like, you get people from non-witching families becoming witches. Does it work the other way? So you'll get, like, this big, long line of witches, and then um, James comes along and says he wants to become an accountant and just go, goes off <laughs> to... James from accounting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, funny you should mention, late in, later in the series, we do meet another... He's in the opening. There's, like, a guy in a suit, like, the only man in the entire show. Right. Um I'm pretty sure he's from a wizarding family, but he doesn't have like, or he doesn't practice. He's like yeah. all about business. Yeah. So, oh, good. So Susie, resting bitch face. You're not a big fan of her. I absolutely adore her. Uh, hey, dude, Akko, dude. as our protagonist. Bitch face can, can be a compliment, you know, it, it, that went oh. from, from word go, she was bitch face and you know, she grows on me. There's, there's I, I do. So there's a lot, there's a lot of, um, redeeming qualities to her but you know she's still bitch face the, the, it's, it's an undeniable fact <laughs> the name's stuck <laughs> yeah um yeah and who are the other characters that we that we meet there's um so we've got our, our big pro tag we've got Akko yes she's energetic isn't she she's got um she's she's enthusiastic <laughs> almost obnoxiously so yes <laughs> yeah uh, th there's quite she, she is quite funny at times I do like her over eagerness and her complete fails in a lot of situations where she you know i'm convinced she's got adhd yeah she just cannot focus she for a nanosecond cannot. on anything no and and she i like her there's obviously there's so many parallels to, to potter here um but it's not even fair to really say that there's parallels to witchcraft and everything you know i was thinking there's so many just tropes that are very like you've got the eyes of newton references to potion yep. making and things that's a bit more you know classical witchcraft um they've, they've drawn mm. on lots of different things um and I, I, it's being critical of it really well, it's not being critical of it you you can draw you can make so many comparisons to harry potter but that's not necessarily a bad thing that's just saying you know potter potter is still very current yeah, Harry Potter is the easiest shorthand that a lot of people have for yes. these tropes and these um, types of story. But like you said, um, it pulls from all over the place in terms of references and um, general witchcraft imagery and uh, terminology. Like we get the ley lines, 
which are a big part of Japanese um the what magic folklore ley lines le, le what it's, what words that le le ley ley lines ley lines okay ley lines. and what yeah. what are ley lines so ley lines um are lines of power that run through the land and um it's a belief in oh. not just uh japanese uh folklore but in cer- in other cultures as well that certain paths across the land hold greater power than others and if you perform rituals or set up uh settlements on these ley lines then your settlement will be more prosperous and oh. we see the ley lines being used for transportation purposes with oh you mean uh, the, ma- the magical highway ah <laughs> uh, yes how could i have been so foolish <laughs> <laughs> the magical highway uh the flu network uh if we're if we're potterizing it potter parallel <laughs> um yeah so i think did you watch this in dub sub Sorry. i watched it in sub but i did come back to uh a few moments in the dub because i wanted to see what they did with it nice like the uh ribbit 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 crack 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I rewatched that as well. That was really good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, I love Akko. Like, she can be super annoying, but she has this, like, such genuine, yeah. wide-eyed, childish wonder towards absolutely everything. And also, she's not just that. Like, she takes a few knocks in the first episode, and you see that her spirits get dampened, and she has this level of uh, determination to her as well. Not just that she's this massive airhead although yeah as susie says i had a hunch but she really is an idiot isn't she (laughs) (laughs) yeah she i mean there is a bit on the nose stuff with like the courage and um showing showing courage in the face of adversity will will ultimately get her what she wants um she just tries really hard at everything and it works out and as a as the target audience is obviously younger potentially than Mm. a lot of things we've watched so having those sorts of moral um basis is not a bad thing i that's that's absolutely fine yeah um but it was a bit like when she when she finds the uh magic sword of gryffindor i mean the magic wand um she because 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 she's very courageous in and determined in the forest in the forbidden forest which actually is called the Forbidden Forest. <laughs> the Forbidden Forest, yeah. <laughs> as soon as I booted up episode one, and it was like, oh, the Forbidden Forest. I was like, oh, God, Will's not going to shut up about <laughs> Harry Potter this entire podcast. <laughs> they might as well just whisper the of Arcturus, because they refer to it specifically as just the Forbidden Forest at times. And then occasionally you'll go, of Arcturus. Like, it's a, uh, yeah, it's not a Potter, I promise. <laughs> I promise it's it's legally distinct, I swear. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, courage is good and children need to be, need to try hard. And if you do, you may get what you want, but probably not because some sort of skill and talent comes into life, unfortunately. Sorry, children. Which brings us to Diana. What did you think of, uh, Diana Malfoy? <laughs> Diana Malfoy. Miss Cavendish. <laughs> what a, what an appropriate. Miss Cavendish. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> In all my time as a teacher, you're the first student to ever be able to read this text. Wow, let's set this character up as a, as an absolute dick. Yeah, literally, like, here's uh, three classes where she's just going to be the best at it for no reason. Also, in that classroom scene, I love that Susie is just getting high in the potion class. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All the smoke swirling around, everyone's coughing and choking, and Susie just leans back and takes a who is, big. Who is this girl? Like, what is her? I want to know her story, man. Like, why aren't we following her? Like, she she seems like she's got a rich history of. Like, I want to see her school journey from. I mean, like we say, we don't, you don't, we don't know what her education looks like from before this. But growing up at home, she was clearly like the Dennis the Menace of her her family, just like causing oh, problems. Yeah. Or, havoc. or maybe it's more like the Adams family where they're all a bit wacky and they're all a bit sort of, mm. uh, evil, but in a lovable kind of way. <laughs> lovable evil. That sums Susie up perfectly. I love her. I just, I, I, every interaction she's got and the voice actress in the, the sub at the very least. Yeah. Just absolutely nails the feeling of just. Again, she's done with everybody else around her. She doesn't care. She just wants to focus on the things that she likes, which yeah. is poisoning people <laughs> and using weird potions to turn hair into uh, sprouts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she actively cheats later on in the in the broom. Oh, yeah, racing. and nobody says anything. Uh, not really setting the best example there, because they. Well, uh, to be fair, they don't win, so that's good. They they they, they screw it up at the end, um, and that's where the that's where the quack quack crap comes in which is brilliant um <laughs> the best song in the world so uh do you want um do you know what, what's the other when you when you think of cavendish what's the other cavendish you know because i thought cavendish yeah i thought of i don't th- i don't know, might be getting his name wrong uh, cavendish i think one piece because there's a character i think in one piece called cavendish oh the, so, definitely not the one that you're thinking of the- <laughs> No, I was thinking of <laughs> Margaret Cavendish, Mad Madge, uh, the Duchess of Newcastle. It's time for history with Will. Um, so I thought this, ah. I thought this was, um, too much of a specific name to not mean anything. And this character is so, um, uh, cartoon, not cartoonized, like, uh, her personality is so distinct. Cartoon? Who would have thought? It, well, her character is so distinct. It's like a caricature. Um, and I thought, there's got to be some historical reference here. So I, I, I looked it up mm-hmm. and, uh, Mad Madge was a female writer philosopher of the 17th century. And she was, uh, she was known for her outlandish dress sense and flirtation and ex- exuberant manner. She was intelligent and amb- an, an ambitious woman. She was a philosopher and, uh, wrote books on politics and religion and all sorts and was basically just, um, really, really clever and really well sort of is, is really famous woman and i i i think this is mm. i think cavendish here a is reference based. you might say yeah i think so i think it's too too i can believe it yeah especially with a outlandish hair. thanks for the history lesson you're welcome ah. good <laughs> stuff so uh where what are we on to now so we covered i think pretty much all the main cast uh, of apart, any importance. A- apart from chariot oh yes of course Oh, can we talk about Chariot's intro sequence and just how stunning it was visually? Like, uh, yes, we can. Do you want to? Do you want oh. to lead it? <laughs> so, Shiny Chariot is a, kind of a big focal point in the show because Akko is obsessed with her and what she represents to Akko, which is this wondrous 
majestic form of magic which is used to inspire other people and to make people feel happy that's like akko's ideal of this and we get that in the form of this beautiful like three minute animation of chariot launching fire into the sky she turns herself into a centaur and she floods the arena and then everyone can breathe and then this big dragon turns up and she explodes it with a wand and oh so so studio trigger just they are known for this bombastic animation style where the character designs are relatively simple which means that there's so much room to move and it is on full display almost every episode of this show and it's just crystallized in this sequence of of spells just being used and the the little spirit comes out of akko and flies into the sky and (laughs) we see the rods transform and I, i think and this is and we talked about this in a few other podcasts where it's the idea that why animate something because you can animate anything. Yeah. Use the medium to its advantages. And 100% the effects animation in this show is stellar. Mm. Like you can, I f- you can almost feel yourself like Akko with these bright eyes looking at this and just going, wow, this is just really nice to look at and really amazing. Yeah. And you can see why that affected her so much. And I think Trigger does an excellent job of conveying that. Wow. Yeah. Um, you've done a, you blow me away there, Sam. I just need to take a moment to compose myself. Um, yeah. Wipe that tear from your eye. I know. I know. I'm a, I'm a bit emotional. <laughs> um, so yeah, I agree. I think that first scene, that opening scene was really powerful. I love the colors they used. That was, that was the one thing that I, I sort of latched onto was that yeah. whether you were looking at the audience or you were looking at, um, uh, uh which lady chariot herself. Char- chariot herself um it was almost different shades of the same color that they were using so that it wasn't like yeah it just had a really nice tone to it so there was uh, like greens mm. and blues and that but then it was just shades of that making up the entire image it was a really intriguing um way to go with it and yeah it was it was cool i did like it it was nicely um it, it told a little story in itself it was mm-hmm. um mm. visually yeah very good no, no complaints there, but Christ, you loved it, man. I think, I think we've found, um, the scene of the episode for you. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just that it's trigger showcasing what, what they do best and using it, not just to be flashy, but to actually impact the story. Yeah. And like you can, it, it's similar in the OVAs, like it's an expansion on what they've done before mm. and it works even better because obviously five years have passed and animating techniques had moved on. So they took what was already really bloody good and made it better. Um, and that's our introduction to Chariot, who yeah. is this integral person to Akko. And then she disappears for 10 years and is never seen again. No, no, she's, she teaches her and mentors nope, she's her. Got, no, she's gone. She's, she's disappeared. She's net, she's never going to be seen again. Ever. <laughs> Can I? All those lingering camera shots on <laughs> Ursula Sensei. Yeah. Don't mean a thing. No? Oh. It's just a fan. Damn. I thought, I thought I had, I thought, I thought I'd cracked it. <laughs> hair's different. Can I She's make, got glasses. Sam, Sam, I'd like, a, like to make my outlandish prediction of the week, please. Um, I'm going to catch this oh in here. <laughs> Is Ursula, ca- uh, <laughs> chariot? No. Oh, fuck. Uh, so it's actually. <laughs> 
Susie is Chariot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I thought... Fair, I, if anyone looks like Chariot, it's Amanda. Amanda. Which one's Amanda? The amazing... Oh, yeah. Other best girl from yeah. episode three. Yeah. Yeah, she's cool. She's got the... Um, she's got... Who's the girl from um, Code Geass with the red hair and stuff? She reminds me of her. Callan. Yeah, she reminds me of Callan. Um, yeah, she's cool. Um, all, mm-hmm. Although, again, just everyone's cheating in this in this series. Just... Yep. Like, who's... How to get ahead in magic. I don't get that that whole broom thing. Like, why is this shady dude in charge of it? Like, why has he got permission to keep this... He's, like, so shady. He's like, oh, what, you want it? Nah, nah, better not. Better better not let you have this, like, demon broom that's going to wipe the floor with it. magical item. Yeah. Um, I've just got it chained up in my weird English countryside tea yeah. shop yeah and no one no one can have it but um i'm gonna leave it on display anyway just to tempt everybody um just to show it off yeah it's, it, but it's locked the, up and chained the room is quite cool it's a good job it's locked up and chained because no one can get it then and conveniently we don't see how she gets it she just turns oh, yeah. she just turns up with it it's just yeah she just, just swiped it somehow yeah and then it gets free i did quite like the uh the broom um it looks bad. No, is is that going to link to Chariot? Is that Chariot's broom by any chance? Does is Chariot the person that like flew oh, across the Atlantic? Uh, no, I couldn't maybe? tell you. Okay. I think that in the weird flashback, it looks like a different yeah. type of witch. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, I I like the uh, the idea that it's got its own and 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 again, this ties into the world building. That is, it's kind of in your face. So <laughs> it, it's not so much like the uh, show. Don't tell. But they talk about the Philosopher's Stone and then they go to the magic item shop. So the implication is, okay, you've got to be near a ley line or some sort of thing that's generating magical power and then you can use magic. But magical items are either imbued with magic so it can be used remotely or um, they have their own yeah. magical generating abilities. And I think yeah, that's, a, that's a cool wrinkle. Yeah, it's, it's basically um, Wi-Fi versus 4G, isn't it? It's like you can you can either, <laughs> either either take the magic with the item or you have to be near the hub. Mm. Obviously, it pays. It's, it, you have to pay extra if you're going to take it away, have it transportable. Um, yeah, and I hear they're rolling out 5G magic next year, which is going to mess up everything anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to implant chips into people's brains and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Musk is back. <laughs> um yeah, so that's a that's a nice little um, yeah change. I think I mean, it's how... interesting because it like versus a Harry Potter wizard where it's I can do I can literally kill people at any time with the power of quote unquote magic. Here it's like okay, we have to physically the school is now more important because it's built around a hub of magic. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess I think it also questions the sort of usefulness of it though that if you have to if you're just out in the world can you actually do magic and then they go to the the forbidden forest and can do magic so that's obviously near close enough to a hub close enough to the um, or it's like box maybe it's because it's full of it's it's already got magical creatures there so maybe it's again like an area of yeah. high density magic, yeah but it, which is why you got like the, the cockatrice and the, the mandrake that, that cockatrice is that what it's called a cockatrice Mm. that's a hell of a beast it's got like every yes. superpower possible and it it gets taken down by the plant that couldn't take down the girls that's a bit um well, it doesn't it doesn't take it down does it it stalls it for long enough that the girls can get away 
Well, it it looks well, yeah, because it does it end up flying away. It, it flies yeah, up, yeah. yeah. But it grows so quickly to t- to wrap its tentacular around um around the chicken, and then when it was facing the girls, it just sort of spat at them a little bit, it just sort of shouted at them, and they ran away, and it was <laughs> everything was fine. Um, yeah, so it's it that that chicken's what what's its powers? It spits. It breathes fire. So it, it can breathe fire. It's, it can its breath turns, petrify people. Its breath turns things to stone. Um, yeah, it's, it's got lots it of tricks fly. up its sleeves. It's an actual beast from mythology as well. Oh, um, cool. Just like how the the mandrake is. And I like yeah. the, this take on the mandrake. Mandrake or mandagora. Sorry, mm. that's my Hermione impression. Someone's been paying attention in botany. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I like, again, they get that almost deep worldwide lore in terms of like what creatures we can include and what their powers are, because that is the cockatrice is like a subspecies of basilisk. Oh, um, yes. Isn't that how a basilisk is formed? Isn't it like a cockatrice? They always, they, they say a basilisk is born out of a egg of a cockerel at a certain time, mm. um, with mixed with something else. I don't know. And yeah, like original basilisks were like big chicken headed thing. Ooh. Uh, okay. Well, that sounds fun. Anyway, um, are you looking it up now to try and figure out? Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm double checking. Fact check with Sam. Um, Fact check with, with Sam. the. Yeah, basilisks are like are forms of cockatrice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So sorry. <laughs> in the. <laughs> I was, you know, you could have said anything, you know, it's, it's a, it's a type of bluebird that sits on your windowsill. It's fine. It's good. Um, <laughs> uh, the philosopher's stone, is it called that in the sub? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Is it not in the dub? No. It's the sorcerer's stone. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. Look, I had this issue years ago when I found out that was what the Americans were calling the bloody philosopher's stone. Yeah. But the fact that they even shorthanded it again to be like, "Look, it's Harry Potter, but anime." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh. That, oh, damn it. I thought I thought they were trying to be different, or just uh, I, I, I didn't even think that they might. Have, I, I've written in my notes: she can't fly without the sorcerer's stone. Don't they mean the philosopher's stone? So I didn't even clock that it might actually be. They meant the philosopher's stone. That's depressing. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, nice. what do we want to talk about next? Um, we've talked about Cavendish. She's... She, yep. Do we like her? She, she has some redeeming qualities. She does sort of help her out a bit. And Yeah, I think you can definitely see this being set up as the, the righteous, full of themselves, uh, noble person being taught a, a lesson in humility by <laughs> the common girl. Mm. Um, you can always see those threads coming together. Yeah. And I, I liked that in episode two, it was her arrogance in her own, like she believed her own hype enough to think, oh, well, the teachers couldn't fix this tree, so I'm going to just do it anyway. And then that causes the issue, which isn't actually an issue. But yeah. Then she, again, she sees it as like, oh no, they're parasites. So I've got to kill them, but actually she's ruining this 120 year miracle. Which, um, which is just bollocks. <laughs> the, 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 knows this. Like she's got these. It's on the trading cards. Dude. It's on the chocolate frog cards. Um, of, of her. <laughs> she's got all these chocolate frog cards with different witches and things on and magical items and stuff. And she figures out somehow, cause there's a picture of a butterfly on one. 
and it's got a bit of information, but it doesn't have a picture of the pods, the whatever they're called. No, it doesn't, does it? So she somehow assumes that these pods coming from the tree must be about to spread all these butterflies everywhere, which is a bit far fetched. Mm. And then Diane is is it? No, not Diane. Who, who's yeah? Diana. Diana. Yeah, it's Diana. Diana. Yeah, Diana shoots mm. her in the in the back with oh, her, yeah she's like capped by by diana like she gets wiped out and it's like they make this big thing about how weak she looks and how it's not looking it's good. not looking good and then oh no she's fine <laughs> it's okay it's good oh but it's okay now she's on the broom and they're flying with the butterflies it's all good <laughs> all right that scene also really annoyed me because when the teachers come in and go ah diana you fixed everything it's <laughs> amazing she doesn't go oh actually it was Akko. she does she says it once in, the, in in i don't know what she says in the in the sub but in the dub she says something like oh it, it wasn't me um and the teachers go well you're the only one here and she's like I gotta go. And she doesn't fight it. Yeah, you're right. It's ridiculous. Like, she just lets come it on. wash over. How it's diff- so annoying. How because- difficult is it to just go, nah, it's Akko. She's just gone over there. Like, you just follow Turns, her. T- yeah, she, if you look, if you look out the window, yeah. you can actually, you can, you can see her. Yeah. Um, yeah, it turns out the rod was real. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's important for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's incredibly. Yeah, no, I was surprised. <laughs> um, how about I actually you know what I've got somewhere I need to be <laughs> it's watching Akko fly away that's all it is it's like <laughs> yeah yeah whether it was purposeful or not it's still a dick move on her part to not because she knows that akko has been getting ripped into because she was one of the ones doing it yeah and to, to then go oh well actually she helped this like she could vastly improve Akko's quality of life here at this school just by at least from the teacher's standpoint yeah but just by saying but prejudice <laughs> like she's ah she's, you're right yeah she's she's a mudblood she doesn't she doesn't magical racism yeah seems very weird that Akko would just leave with the three with her three amigos on the broomstick like surely she, i mean i know yeah. she wants to fly with the butterflies i guess and she's very impulsive so that kind of fits her character but she okay, was just the adhd on, just say yeah. i need to go up i need to go up i need to go up but she was just wiped out by a, a, a i mean it's a, it's lucky this isn't harry potter because if avada kedavra would would have been in here you know Akko would not be getting up from that she right mm. um move on to ed and ops yes good call uh yeah what did you think of we'll start with the we'll go in order what do you think of the op yeah i was disappointed really yeah i really yeah it it comes it comes in as an ed first of all doesn't it and then it starts the next episode episode one um and i thought it was it was wait let me let me just see what i said because i can't remember what i said um i thought it uses relatively simple character movements. It makes the scenery and the backdrops quite dramatic. I thought it had mm-hmm. um, nice colours, nice, um, powerful sort of scenes with the stars and things and the magic floating yep. around. I, I just thought it was a bit meh. I was really hoping for like a really jazzy, because it's because it's aimed at sort of, I, I was hoping for an Akka song, you know, Akka, not Akka, Akko. I was hoping for something more of Akko's personality, you know, a bit more bubbly, a bit more yeah, o- over- bouncy. bouncy and something that I could really sort of get into. But it was pretty chill. Like, it's not a bad song, but as an o- it, yeah, it, it makes a really good ED, I think. I just don't think it makes a good yes. OP. 
see, I, when I was first making the notes going through, I wrote it down as ED because obviously, like we said, it plays the ED to episode one. And I'm like, oh, wow, actually, this is doing a really good job of telling us a short story for an ED. This is addressing all the things that I don't like about EDs and that it's actually doing something with the time it's got with the song. Yeah. Um, only to then go, oh no, it's the OP. Oh, it's the OP. Yeah. Uh. Uh, like, I, again, the song, it's whimsical and it kind of gets that. It builds. It's lifting. It? Yeah. It's, it's like an echo. It, the, the whole montage is, you can do it, echo. Look, go follow the, grab the stars, spin around, show off some characters in the background, but it's just not, it's not my favorite opening no. ever. It's, it's, honestly, it's probably, it's probably quite, quite low down just because it doesn't, stand out and compared to the way that the rest of the show is so bombastic yeah in its presentation this seems like a real tone shift and like it's for almost for a different type of show yeah yeah i do i, I think so as well and and like we've talked about akko needed i think akko needs her tribute song i think she needs that like adhd <laughs> real high-paced Flashy colours, bright, bold colours. Like, like proper bubblegum pop. Yeah. Bouncing around. Yeah. Running through the school, getting into trouble with the teachers. You could, like, yeah. You could see it, couldn't you? And, and, and I think mm. it's just, it's just, again, with like the attention span of children nowadays, if you're aiming this at um, that sort of market, I think EDs, uh, OP, sorry, need to be that to sort of hook kids in mm. nowadays. They always were when we Do were you know kids. what would go really well with this mm-hmm. the madoka song yeah to the to, to like do do the madoka opening yeah but replace madoka with akko yeah. and then there you go that's it yeah yeah that, a real big pop anthem with exactly yeah like quick shots of her doing magical stuff yeah so this is very i'm just trying to compare now between that <laughs> those are so such, yeah. such a different kind of um but those are magical girls those are the two extremes of magical girls aren't they there's no sketchy etchy apart from getting on and off brooms yeah and and i think it's not so much that it's done in a a way trying to be lewd it's just a oh these are the outfits that these girls like to wear so and even when like akko's falling Mm. in other anime (laughs) um as the camera goes past the her underskirt they would have shown Look, it's her thighs and her panties. But here it's just like, it's just a grayed out void. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause they're not trying to sexualize these characters. They're just showing these girls having a good time at school. And I think that's a really good choice. Yeah. I do. Especially coming from Trigger, which is known for its sketchy etchy. Oh, yeah. Extra, extra points there then. Um, yeah. I think the characters in general are really diverse and varied like i think yeah. doing an all girls school is uh it's, it's fine but sometimes i think doing any anything like this where you just stick to one gender can always it's hard to vary characters but they've done a really good job of like giving them clear clearly defined unique sort of elements especially like you say bitch face she's just got this <laughs> this such a weird sort of personality that just uh, makes everything more entertaining. There's a there's a rule in animation that uh, if you got rid of all, if you just silhouetted a character and they're unrecognizable, then you've made a bad character. Ah. Whereas here, I feel like you can more or less pick out just by silhouette 
which character is which. Um, and like I said, Trigger likes to specialize in quite simple character designs to make their animation flow better. Mm. And the little accessories that all the different teachers have, uh, like the broom instructor has like goggles and like a, a pack on her back. The, uh, the potion brewer is like your traditional wart on the nose, old yeah. school witch. <laughs> like I, I like those little flourishes that they've added. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's no, good. ED. Yeah. It, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's lots of still frames again, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, and I, I'd argue in a less interesting way than something like Yuri or something else. I like, like the pictures are nice again. And I like the little effects flourish at the start of the ED where there's like a weird drill thing going on. But yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just a relaxing lead out and the song, looking the song's a not bad, bit but the, it's, it's just, I couldn't hum it to you. No, well, I couldn't hum the OP to you, to be honest, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's there. <laughs> I think it's there. It's an it's nice if you want to leave it playing, yeah. but otherwise, no, no. Can we talk about Quidditch? Oh, uh, the relay race. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes. This is what Quidditch Please. should have been. <laughs> like it's uh, it, Quidditch is always under criticism in the Potterverse, isn't it? Because it's just a lot of the rules don't make sense. It doesn't make any goddamn sense yeah and it's used it's used for narrative purposes a lot of the time just to sort of give uh, so you know i don't even think i think there's very few mm. quidditch games that actually have a normal sort of um start middle and Conclusion. end it's it's usually yeah. dementors or harry falls off or breaks his arm or there's a rogue bludger whatever there's uh, usually some twist um in there so yeah it's not designed to be the perfect sport and rowling i think has always said that I don't know why I'm def- spending so long defending Quidditch, but this is like a realistic sport you might play on brooms. Racing, they're, yeah. they're brooms that are designed for speed, and uh, yeah, this idea of like actual relay races. I, I, I was when it when they first said about the races, I was thinking, I was imagining the um, Red Bull fighter plane, not fighter planes, but the Red Bull uh, air, sh- oh, air f- yeah. where they go in between the big blow up things over the water. I was thinking that's exactly yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's what it should be like. It's uh and it was really cool. I did like it. <laughs> this the <laughs> like this is how you know it's a kids show when when you've got bitch face just sabotaging everyone with like first she put <laughs> she, first she gets their brooms to grow out and fix them to the starting points and the girl the girl with the donuts ah <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she's just following the donuts just follows the trade eat of as many as you like <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it turns out that she's passed on the bat the hoop but it's actually a donut so donut so she's disqualified amanda gets disqualified later yeah 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 it's good. And then, oh, and then we get the amazing sequence of Akko with the, with the racing broom, the shooting star broom. Yeah. 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 That like, is a cool sequence. The, the visual comedy, as well as the fact that it's done with such lavish animation is amazing. So she's flying through a living room and then there's a Yeti, then there's a submarine, then there's a plane and then they go up into, up towards space. And I'm just there the whole time just busting my gut laughing because it's like 
Yeah. What? <laughs> you couldn't do, this is, this is, um, what Spirited Away did badly because, um, the, the comedy in here is, is all the way through. It's set its tone. It's not mm. meant to be taken literally. Like she goes underwater. She goes, she, she, she yeah, flies yeah. almost into a plane. It's meant to be taken as this over the top, like Akko, Akko, this ADHD sort of real intense bombastic. Um, and, and like the, it matches their, her whole training sequence when she goes through trying to learn how to fly and all, always falling off, fired out of cannons, chucked off buildings. It's very roadrunner esque. Um, and you know what out of that montage actually again got the biggest laugh out of me? It wasn't the firing the cannon. It wasn't the, the bungee jumping off the side. It was when she doesn't get the spell right and she throws the broom on the floor and it just bounces back into her face. Yeah. Like all this, ma- and again, masters of the art because <laughs> you've got this really over the top i get like you're saying exaggerated way of showing that she's training for this broom and then the then it the most mundane thing at the end is played off with perfect comedic timing yeah yeah no and there are a lot of moments like that throughout um there's i've got a question though why is bitch face mm-hmm. taking flying lessons yeah, because she does fly in the first episode, doesn't she? Very, very confidently. <laughs> like she's reading a book mm. at the same time. And and it's not that she's just taking lessons because everyone's taking le- taking a lesson, but it's that she's with Akko on the ground as if she's never flown mm. before. And she does get on a broom and she flies perfectly, but it's like, why are you there? Are you there just they, for support? It's like it's for new students and her and Akko, I think, are the only two exchange students. Everybody else there. Right. I guess it's been at like a magic elementary school or something, or at the very least it's had homeschooling in enough Yeah, but then magic. But so's Bitchface. I I've forgot I have I've genuinely forgotten her real name, so I'm Susie. Susie. Yeah, so Susie. She's we've we've yeah. you, so I that's, guess that's why yeah. she could fly initially, yeah. but then she's she needs to maybe it's like a competence competency test or something. Yeah, like cycling proficiency. You need you need to show that you can cy- <laughs> cycle right. Cycling proficiency. <laughs> well <laughs> Flash on the past. Yeah. Yeah. So she has to like do it around roundabouts and stuff to show that she can signal with one hand, um, as she's coming. <laughs> or she's on the broom. Or she's on the broom. And not spin upside down. Yeah. Ursula gives, uh, <laughs> gives her the book. That made me laugh. Oh, <laughs> the, yeah. The, my my first, first broom. <laughs> my first, my first broom ride. That was good. I like that. Okay. <laughs> and then Akko's, she's like, I know it's a bit patronizing. It's a bit young. She's like, oh, thanks. I'm going to read it from front to back. I love it. And then she my goes favorite. off and she starts like talking to the broom and trying to convince oh God, it. Yes. Um, that's really fun as well. I did like that. There was a bit, <laughs> I did think there was, they were going to start going down wacky waste, wacky wastes, wacky races, wacky wastes, wacky wastes. Um, when there's the broom with all the mechanics on, there's the girl like flying oh, along. Oh, Constantine. Yeah. I was waiting for Dastardly She's- and Mutley to come in in like the flying machine and just <laughs> zoom past it. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that because again, it's another element of the world building that's kind of just dropped in and then just skimmed past and you know that we'll get back to it eventually. Yeah. But, oh, there's a witch who is obsessed with technology and using that to augment her magic that's really interesting because of course you're not going to just have a school full of everybody wants to be the yeah perfect witch you're gonna have the the oddballs who (laughs) yeah are a little bit weirder and of course it's set in the modern day 
So we're gonna see. But then she is her, tech her broom is more steampunky than tech, isn't it? Like it's quite. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's not. It's, I wouldn't exactly say it was modern technology, but she's she, <laughs> she's she's using what she can find, I guess. Mm. What did you think of the, uh, the the setting in general, like the uh, in the town and the idea that I thought it was weird that they didn't know what she was on about. Like she was walking through, and I I genuinely thought because that was the very that was almost one of, that was one of the very early scenes, and I was getting ready for the um, Potter similarities, Potter parallels. That's the one because I was thinking she's going. Uh, no one knows where this mysterious bus is. Okay, so it's like when he when Harry asks the platform guy where's the where's this mm. train and then it, she's gonna it's not in three quarters she's gonna get on a bus at this station and it's gonna take her to the school um so i, I like that they subvert they, they sort of went with that at the beginning and then sort of was like nah nah that's not that's not how it works we're doing things a little bit different but we we acknowledge the fact <laughs> that yeah we are gonna be compared to harry potter so why not lean into it a little bit that's fine yeah, the, the the setting we don't really see much of the town. Do, oh, well, there's the shop and stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I was a little bit disappointed that it wasn't more. Uh, you know, I, these sorts of things I like to be thrown into the world, and I think that's what Potter does so good. Sorry, sorry to anyone who doesn't like Potter and hates us comparing it to it, but it's 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 inev- inevitable, really. But Potter does yeah, do a true. great job of world building, and you know, you've got your Diagon Alley with all your different shops and stuff, whereas. Here it mm. is. I was hoping for a bit more of a mad. It's just this one shop, and it, it, yeah. it's, it's sort of funny, but in a sense that it, you're expecting more. Yeah, I like that we kind of see it, it starts to focus on the school, but in, unlike something like uh, Potter, where they leave Hogsmeade out until ages away, mm. we do we we find out quite quickly. Oh well, the students can go into the town, and they're in full uniform mm. because. Everybody knows that yeah. witches are real and magic exists in this universe. And it's refreshing to have a setting where the wizards aren't having to hide all the time. And Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I think, I think like conceptually, I really like that. I just, um, I was, it made me a little bit sad that I couldn't now, now I've seen this one shop, I'm not going to see like loads and I can't like go, you know, imagine yeah. it's just, it's just a bit sort of, um, there's not a lot more you can do with it. Once you've shown that one shop, it's like, okay, this is their shop and that's it. Um, mm. but conceptually the idea of everyone knowing and stuff. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. I like that. Good stuff. So I think that maybe brings us around. Does it, is there anything else left that you, want to highlight or discuss or um god i'm just i'm just thinking they have um house elves that do all the jobs around the school and do the cooking and yeah. stuff there's another part but of these ones get you. clothes <laughs> yeah yeah they, they, they're just grumpy little caretakers aren't they i, I they were cute yeah. they were fine I mean, they seem relatively happy they're just they're there at the cafeteria that you get the, the larger magical creatures building uh like structures outside yeah uh yeah no i again that's a nice little show don't tell it's like this is the this is the staff this is how it rolls there's um there is the one token black character who does the commentating so it's lee jordan commentating on the quidditch uh another (laughs) another potter parallel though admit to be fair in defense there are a few black characters dotted around in background shots so and this speaks to the diversity of the the cast like we see that this is a school where people are coming from all over the world. Like we have somebody from Japan there. We've got K 
Cavendish, who's clearly English. We've got Susie from whatever weird poison planet she's from. <laughs> yes, I guess, but I feel like that's giving it a lot of credit when none of the main characters... Yeah, they're not main characters, but again, this is Japan where... Yeah showing a character <laughs> with darker skin is like oh that's progressive yeah yeah um uh, yeah fair enough i think i think those background characters as well pretty much come in that scene where where the commentator is sort of going around interviewing people that's where i that's the only place i really remember seeing them but i might be wrong i'm sure the, the, yeah. there's probably other places as well yeah like in lessons and stuff big one yes and I really like this scene. It was in the cafeteria, uh, just after we've got Diana is the best. Diana's so good. Uh, she's the best person in the world. Um, and in the cafeteria, Akko is talking about how much she idolizes Chariot. And we get this big yes. uh, ideals clash. Um, so f- for Akko, shiny chariot is like the i want to say silver chariot i keep (laughs) (laughs) slipping into jojo's (laughs) Uh, Um, i don't get that reference (laughs) no one day is that a motherfucking jojo's reference (laughs) um so they're in the cafeteria and um ako basically as we discussed earlier declares her love chariot is her chariot yeah chariot is her reason detra yeah it's the reason why she's come to this school why she's pursued magic it's the only thing that's kind of pushing her forward and then diana comes in with oh she's just a lowly performer you won't find anybody talking about how amazing chariot is because it's for them the the elite Mm. um it's not real magic yeah. Because it's not like academic or it's not in, in that kind of field. But for Akko, that was the real, that was the realest magic of all. Yeah. Because, because it taught her how to believe. Her. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like that there's that clash and that there's, and Akko actually gets bummed out by it. Like we talked about, she, she is moping around with her friends. Yeah. And then by the end of the episode, she kind of comes to the realization that just because everybody else is chariot in this way, that doesn't change what it meant to her. Yeah, which is all very nice, but I still sort of side with Diana a bit that it's not real magic. It's just it's just showmanship, isn't it? It's just like on a stage, showing lots of pretty colours to everyone. <laughs> oh, shiny. Yeah. Chariot. Uh, I mean, it, it, if, if we get like a bigger backstory and we see that she actually had some badassery um, and, and could fight and do things as well and whatever else, do some really unique special magic but at the minute all our only experience of chariot is that um that show at the beginning and i could see their point that it's just a light show isn't it effectively you could do the same thing with lasers and Mm -hmm. uh things like that so um yeah uh yeah i think that pretty much wraps wraps everything up doesn't it um any last minute any ending thoughts sam Mm. uh not really um We've talked about animation, we've talked about how the world is built up and this idea of how it's paced. Yeah, no, I think it's probably... Uh, how are you? Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to move on to the questions, I think. Um, it's going to be a quick one because it's automatically going to get in because it's magic and it's a magic school. So, uh, well, unless... <laughs> this is where I reveal my trap card at the very end. <laughs> well, it's awful. <laughs> Let's find out. 
Right, Sam. So, have you got a trap card, or is that all just um, tra- is that all just a ploy to get people to carry on listening? I've, I've got I've got maybe one trap card in the in the turn off section. Okay, but um, so if I actually no, okay, let's talk about the concept and whether we liked it or not. Yes, okay? absolutely. It's Harry Potter, and it gets an automatic win. <laughs> well, this is my thing. Witches and wizards have been done to death. Sam, absolutely. <laughs> Sam, I don't care about your thing. Put it away. Is it an audio podcast? So, witches and wizards have been done done to death. Yes. So they're good. And which, yeah, they've been done to death. But also, um, here it's framed as, oh, it's it's a witch who can't use magic. Which, I guess, if you were just to say that to somebody, like, well, what's the point of watching? Are they just going to run around? Which Aku does, admittedly, just runs around and has other <laughs> people do spells for her. Yeah. But like, yeah. I can't be overly mad at it because I do like it. I, I'm somebody who really, really likes Black Clover, which follows the same idea of in a world of magic, here's somebody who can't use magic. Yeah, but at the, but same, here but at the same time, Sam, that is a lot of these shows anyway. Like, um, I, I've mm-hmm. got, I'm thinking the work, I've, 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 I went through and looked at some other examples of where this show's been done. And there's obviously a lot of um, similar things like The Worst Witch, which was the old... Oh, C- yeah, yeah, the old BBC CBC Mildred Hubble. Yeah, you've got. Um, did you ever watch Ubos? Ubos. Yeah, the no. u- ultimate book of spells. That was that came. I can't remember what year that came out. I think it must have been around Potter, the, the the beginning of the Potter era as well, because it was three characters, two boys and a girl, um, who found this magical book in this school, um, and of witchcraft and stuff. I can't really remember the plot. It was one series. Um, and I, I loved it because it was proper, there was loads of similarities, but that again, I think was a regular boy who'd sort of got pulled into that, um, world. You've got any, anything. It's all, it's, my God, it's all, hang on. Yeah. Is Harry Potter an isekai? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then, but then Harry Potter. Everything's an isekai. Well, well, with these things, it is because they go in going into wizarding, witching worlds. You need someone there that can explain it. You I can't think of any the point of view. You know, Wizards of Waverly Place was another one that I googled, and that's 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 an, a modern sort of wizard witch witch school, and that's exactly the same concept. Winx Club. I know we've talked about it before. That's that's the same sort of thing. Everyone goes into these worlds not knowing anything or knowing very little, mm. and has to learn. So uh, surrounded by people who who know what and uh, who, is who going are on. who are competent. Yeah. You know, Harry's not competent at magic, especially at the beginning. He has to learn a lot very quickly. Um, yeah, and he without Hermione, he'd be dead after book one. So it's oh yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I I feel like that is a common theme. Yeah, it, yeah. I think when you break it down like that, and then actually thinking about. I, I'm thinking very specifically worlds where magic is the the key focus and the character is explicitly like doesn't have powers um, versus just like ha- like Harry's a fish out of water but he can still do magic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so does Akko not can that Akko not do any magic then because she does do she does do some magic doesn't she? She uses she does when she uses the power of the shiny rod. <laughs> Um, yeah. when she pulls- that sentence did not sound <laughs> when she uses her shiny w- rod to open the gateway oh god um. yeah so, so yeah I con- I do like the concept but I think I like the concept more when it's framed as a slice of life this is what the girls are doing in the schools today and this is the shenanigans they're getting up to yeah so yeah yeah 
Cool. What about what about fundamental turnoffs? Is there anything we'll hear that is off-putting for a new viewer? I genuinely don't think so. Um, there's it's good humor. There's no sketchy etchy. There's it could have been there could have been lots of things. They could have done things badly, but I genuinely think the quality is pretty good. I think the references mm. to other mythology and culture and stuff is pretty good. I don't think there's any. It's it's a nice show, you know. There's not it's not designed to shock yeah. and scare or um, you know put people in their out of their comfort zones. It's designed to be a nice children's show, and yeah, I think it does a pretty good job. It doesn't take itself too seriously. There's lots of bits where it just laughs yeah. at itself. Yeah, no no fundamental turnoffs. What's your fundamental turnoff, Sam? See, I think the only the only thing, and this is me grasping at absolute straws. Yeah, is Akko can be a bit much for some people. Like, yeah. she can be obnoxiously loud, and a lot of the humor from her is scream in reaction to generic magic happenstance yeah. and never turn the energy dial back from 11. Yeah. And, yeah. Whilst. I find that quite funny. There's again, there's a lot of moments where her screaming and rolling around the place got genuine like laughs out of me. Yeah, I know that for a lot of people that can be a a bit of a turn off, especially when that's the main character. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I get that. But other than that, I, I mean, and that's again, that's just like a taste thing. Um, and I think that you can get by because she's got these levels of nuance with, um her determination and the fact that she she's there with her friends and she's uh she knows all this stuff about magical creatures etc i think she has redeeming qualities that pull her back um but other than that no again you said no sketchy etchy the production values are insane so it's not like you're just watching a slideshow yeah and it's it's just good content yeah exactly I don't, I don't, I genuinely, it's, it's not, it's, it's a good show for what it's trying to do. And I don't think you can't be too harsh on this because it is, it does tick all the boxes it wants to. Um, mm. it's a bit like the conversation we had with Sailor Moon. There weren't a, well, there were, there were, to be fair, there were a lot of criticisms with that and that got in. I think this, I, yeah, all around, I think this is a really good show. I don't think for the for the last question is this good enough it, it does it do enough to get into the universe i think absolutely you know it's it's a do we want to watch more yeah, i does think it, it's good yeah yeah it, it does make you want to watch more you want to find out more about the world or, or whether you want to find out more about the characters and ju- or you just want to see them doing ridiculous shenanigans i mean the the entire concept of this show exists because enough people wanted to watch more from a 26 minute film yeah like it it came into the only reason this series exists is because they made the first film it popped off massively they made the second film it had an equally strong response so they went okay the people have spoken they want to see more content so we'll make more content in the same style and i think that speaks to the fact that you can't say really no (laughs) no i don't want to watch more because yeah you do yeah and i think i will i think i will yeah. drip feed in yeah a lot of this because I, I watched it as it was airing um and i think it would definitely benefit from a few dedicated binge sessions over like the course of a week or two yeah so nice ah well yeah. i think that definitely puts it in then and uh we have another entry into the 
anniverse. Uh, big plus yes, we do. for Little Witch Academy. Oh, ac- ac- acad- academia. academia. Now, that's that's something. There's a lot of academias and schools and stuff in the anime, in, in anime, isn't there? Like, that's, I seem yeah, well, like that's the demographic. So, Shonen Jump and that sort of um, genre, I guess, or and those similar genres uh, are aimed at kids who are still in high school. Yeah. Oh well, and and that is between like. 12 and 18 yeah so it's, it's quite a range yeah. so a lot of the stories are set in high school yeah, but to, but i think a lot of them are put into the actual titles as well like you actually get ac- academia as uh some i mean there's obviously mm. a couple of big ones but um anyway yeah brilliant uh, regardless it's it's a good show and it's in the universe so sam what are we watching yes. next week well well next week um from the from the nice cozy land of little witch academia where where things are happy and friendly we are going to be going full war mode as i ask you to watch juni tyson zodiac war okay i have no idea what it is but it sounds sounds cool uh look forward to talking about that and you guys uh can listen to what we think about that show next week by subscribing to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening it to listening to it on um and you know, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, join in the conversation. Let us know what you thought of Little Witch Academia. Let us know what you think um, next week's going to be like uh, and your thoughts on that. We're always there. We're always chatting. And um, we love the community that we're forming here. So keep up the good work and we'll see you. If you're not sticking around for Slice of Life, we'll see you next week in the universe. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Yes, Wonga, I don't know why he's Australian now, but apparently he's fucking Australian. You know I'm Michael Caine, yeah? No, not many people know that. Okay, well, welcome to our lovely section introduced by you. Well, introduced by you. <laughs> uh, it is Slice of Life. What have we been getting up to uh, in the interim? It's just our chance to cool off after after a heated discussion. It wasn't really heated Check this week, was it? It was <laughs> Oh no, not at all. It was just yeah. fanboying over it for the for the better part of yeah. an hour. <laughs> Which is fine, you know. What have you been up to um, this week? What have I been up to? I I've been um not a lot to be honest. I've been really busy. I watched uh this week's episode of WandaVision. Um I started to watch Sword Art Online the movie and then decided I need to actually concentrate on that because there's because I couldn't watch the dub on netflix <laughs> and i was very furious yes um but and, and and then uh disney plus has just got all of um the star stuff um put on it dumped on it so there's star yeah I, I don't know i think the channel five star maybe or star i don't know uh, I, I don't know it's got another network thing so it's got loads of things loads of old shows things Oh, I saw it with like family. Guy yeah, yeah. Right? It's got uh, there's th- a few things that I want to watch, like Fireflies, uh, Firefly, yeah, Firefly, yeah. Firefly. Yes. Oh my god, watch it. Oh my god, it's like it is possibly my favorite TV show of yeah. all time. So, I've... but nobody has seen <laughs> all right, it. I'll make sure I watch that. So there's uh there's a few things on there that loads of movies, loads of you know, there's just some real shit on there that, that I'm never gonna watch. Um, but they've also, and I haven't watched it in absolute years. So I thought, oh, I'll just put this on. Um, Scrubs. Oh, I can't oh, do this um, all on my own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know so, 
I used oh. to love that growing up and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to stick this on and get a bit of nostalgia. And I watched the first pilot and it's, it's so 90s. Like it is the most 90s show I've ever seen. Like obviously later seasons is going to modernize it. And, but that pilot, blimey, it's grainy, it, the humor, the, so, oh, it's just very, very 90s. I can't, I don't think I've seen the pilot for Scrubs. Yeah. I, I watched it channel e4 every night after after sixth form it was it was scrubs then friends then how i met your mother and that was it but like it it fills me with good feels man i'm definitely gonna go you know dr cox you've got jd you've got turk oh i wish i could whistle like dr Cox. (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) newbie honestly scrubs is is a full cause for about 90 percent of my my breakdowns during (laughs) Thing like some of those episodes, man, just punched you in the heart oh, yeah. and tore out. I'm not looking forward to that, to be honest. But the you, j- oh, the Brendan Fraser oh, episode. No, don't. That's so. Ah, oh, uh, I'm no. not ready. Thankfully, not ready. that's. I, I feel like that's quite far down. I've got a long way to get get through before that episode. I feel like that's quite a more recent one. But yeah. So uh, apart from that, not uh, too much, mate. What about you? What have you been up to? Ooh, uh, I have been playing uh, a lot more Final Fantasy fourteen this week. I uh, I picked up a new class, so I was playing as a samurai. Now I'm playing as a gunbreaker. So basically, I have a sword, but the sword is a gun. The sword is a gun, and how also a sword? Okay. <laughs> so like, there's like a barrel on it, and then you slash as you slash, you like pull a bayonet, the trigger and then like magically infused cartridges vibrate it. With it, it, it's okay. Cool. It, it's a yeah. lot yeah um and aside from that i have been keeping up with my uh seasonal shows jujutsu kaisen oh i like it, it's bizarre because i started watching jujutsu kaisen around the time we started this right. podcast so almost as many episodes of the podcast are now out as there are jujutsu right. kaisen and I remember right right back at the beginning saying how much I really enjoyed it. And the past two weeks worth of episodes have been hysterical, action-packed, and just... Again, I, I mentioned a few weeks ago of, of sitting and just having this big, dumb smile on my face whilst watching a show. And Jujutsu Kaisen's doing that for me. I'm just like, this is top is tier it, is, is, it, anime is it about content. Jujutsu? No, it's about jujutsu. Oh, what, what, what? Which is spirits and oh. stuff. Oh, damn. I was hoping for some yeah. martial arts stuff. Um, okay. I mean, there's a lot of martial arts going on, <laughs> but also big glowy fists and screaming boys. Screaming boys, your, your autobiography. That's the, that's the genre that is my favorite. <laughs> Shonen is just screaming boys. Uh, and yeah, that's about it for screaming for boys, me. the name of your sex tape. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, the title of your sex tape. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll leave it there, I think. And, um, yeah, we've already done all the plugs. We'll, uh, see you next week, guys. Keep in contact. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.